I wonder if I take you home, would you still make me love, baby? <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blurred himself, and today we'll be discussing something a little bit more, I don't want to say personal, but kind of behind the scenes. I don't know. You check the title. You know what we're here for. Alrighty, so when you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag CBNPod, and uh, let me know you're listening. Make this a conversation. Okay, so getting right into it, the last episode that I did like this was back in November, may have been December, early December, and it um, discussed the National Novel Writing Month, me starting a project, not quite meet and go, (laughs) but starting a project and the highs and lows and all that good stuff. So this, this episode will be kind of a continuation of that. So... This go-round, for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm still participating in the National Novel Writing Company stuff, for lack of a better term. So, uh, last episode, and I'll actually have it linked in the show notes, it was Season 7, Issue Number 84. Um, I'll have that linked in the show notes so you can give that a listen and give you a little bit more backstory. But in short, NaNoWriMo 2020, or NaNoWriMo, is the National Novel Writing Month. It is a company, a nonprofit that, you know, encourages people to write. It's pretty much just about writing, about meeting your goals, writing these books, and getting that work out there. I started a project back in November, October actually, for Preptober. I mentioned in that original uh, podcast as well, so please make sure to listen to that. I started my project in October, wrote it in November, didn't meet the goal, so I didn't finish it. I've been working on it here and there. Um, I'm really excited about this project. I will tell you, I have a lot of emotions surrounding it. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but in short, I have not completed the project. It's still a work in progress. Um, after November, December hit, life happened. We came into the new year, personal stuff, professional stuff, just the all around a big thing, life, life got in the way. So to follow up, NaNoWriMo is in November. Now, throughout the year, in, I believe, April and July, the same company has two other writing um, events, I'll say. Now, they have them throughout the year, but these are the big, the main ones. And the, this one is in April, and it's Camp NaNoWriMo, Camp National Novel Writing Month. Uh, so, I'm going to go over the details of that, kind of explain what it is that I'm doing But in short, Camp NaNoWriMo is a writing adventure, they say. (laughs) Um, Every April and July, you can set your own creative goal, uh, work on any writing project, and you can do it with friends too. So the difference between this one and the one in November is November, the rules are you need to make 50,000 words. That's how you know you've won. With April and July, it's a little bit more lenient, a little bit more lax. You can kind of alter it to fit your project, whatever you're working on. You, know, you can um, pick up some work you've already done. You can start a new thing. Like So yeah, it's it's pretty much choose your own adventure. Now, um, April and July, 
you have a little bit more flexibility. And that's one, you can do whatever you want. Let me preface this that do whatever you want. If you want to use Camp NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month as a way to motivate you because there's are droves of other people who are also working towards these goals, sure. The fun is trying to make the goal, but even if you don't make the goal, as long as you're writing and getting words on the page, that is what matters. And I cannot stress that enough. That is, you can always edit poor work. You can't edit what's not there. So please, don't don't take any of these rules as hard and concrete. Of course, they're there to satisfy the rules of the program, but you're not going to die and you, you'll live if you don't meet these goals. So, um, let's see. So, with this one, of course, you can do things a little bit differently than in November. Now... I don't participate the same way, so I take the rules and I make them work for me. Of course, I want to make the 50000 in November. I, I stick to that, and, you know, I've lost the last few years. I've mentioned that before. There's no shame. I've still got words on the page. Um, with this one, I don't sign up for the site like a lot of people do, like declaring projects and whatnot. Um, it's I'm just not interested. That's not something that I want to do. All the other things that don't involve that commitment with the site, I'm all for it. So we'll go over how do you participate for those of you who may be a little interested. <laughs> now, to participate in Camp NaNoWriMo, you have to announce a project, so declare a project. Then make sure to check associate, um, asso- associate, mm, associate <laughs> with a NaNoWriMo event and then select your Camp NaNoWriMo event. Camp, of course, right now would be April. You can announce your project starting in March for April's, or you can do it in June for July's Camp Nemo Rimo session. Me, I'm not doing that. Uh, once you've done that, you should be ready to start tracking your project and your progress. You'll be able to start tracking on your writing on April 1st and on July 1st on the website. Now, a lot of people like that, and it's just not for me. There's nothing wrong with it. There are a few YouTubers who I watch and follow, and they have this is what they do. One lady in particular, she posted a video maybe like a couple months ago and was able to see all of her projects for like seven, eight, nine years ago. That does sound like exciting, like to be able to look back a decade from now and see where you were. But for me, I just, that's not something I'm interested in. It's not saying it's bad or good. It's just not for me. But I can see the appeal of being able to see all of that work that you've put in and see if you've made it to your goal if you you know all that i get it not for me though not at this season (laughs) not this season so also once you've actually reached your goal the site will automatically confirm hey you won and you'll receive like a certificate um that's some other stuff for winners uh so again that's the draw that's something interesting you know i'm if that helps motivate you and that gets you to write please by all means do that um they have a lot of communities i don't know what they call them if it's like cabins i think it is cabins but you can link up pretty much it's a writing group you can link up with other people who are also focusing on getting a certain thing done and go from there there's like badges that you have um it's just a fun little community event eh. 
So uh, what's new and what's different? Well, starting in 2020, Camp NanoRimo shifted from being hosted on the camp nanorimo.org to nanorimo.org. So any writing project history and profile information from the previous accounts would have been migrated over. So they've consolidated the websites, which that's good. You know, I've heard some pros and cons, but it's like, you don't have to keep track of two websites. You know, all your stuff is one. So that's good. Um, let's see. Uh, if you're new to the site, after you've announced your first writing project, you want to check for more updates that the site will have for you. Um, if you're looking for a writing group to keep you accountable, now that's one thing that I do sometimes kind of wish I had, but at the same time, I have a lot of other stuff, you know, just life in general that I don't want to be associated with a group. And then it's like everybody else is pushing forward and I'm checking in and like, Oh, I did 50 words today. <laughs> Haven't wrote today. So yeah, I, I just don't need that type of pressure. So you can join the group. I think they have from like three to maybe like 20, 21 writers or whatnot. You can share your progress, share encouraging words, use each other as resources. Um, also, you can tag your writing project with any genre or any type of writing project. And that's where my, what I'm working on comes in. Now, uh, they also said working on finishing your novel draft this April. Try Nano Finmo. So this is a national novel finishing month. That's just another kind of, um, it's still in Camp NaNoWriMo, still for the month of April, but it's kind of like a different um, event within this event. Uh, now, that's their newest track for April's upcoming NaNoWriMo. It's jam-packed with fantastic resources to help you finish your novel. While you can use Camp to work on any kind of project, they're focusing this April on providing extra help for writers to finish their first draft, which I think that is amazing. Um, one of the whole site, the fact that it exists, I think is really good. I haven't heard too many cons about the site. Uh, we know every other day there's something coming out, some company or some celebrity or somebody who's being racist, anti-Semitic, uh, transphobic, homophobic. Like it's, it's always something. And I was a little bit leery with this site when I first started participating in these events. Um, also, I don't really look into the company and it's not for fear that they are <laughs> inherently racist. That's not it. It's just, I know what they do. You know, I know that for November, April, and June, I mean, in July, excuse me, November, April, and July, I know that there are events being held. Past that, I don't really look too much into it. I'll look at a video or two. But for as many people as they have participating in these projects, if something was to happen or something is to come out, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Um, not to say I don't have faith, but again, look at the last year we've had. There has been so much mess going on. So for me, what I'm going to be doing is finishing up my draft of the novel that I wrote in November. Uh, I'm still tweaking it. I still got some stuff that I need to take care of as it pertains to that project. And to be quite honest, I took some time away from it, not to really distance myself from it, which is something that, you know, I do like to do. I like to finish the project, leave it alone for probably about a week or two and then come back to it. But that wasn't the case. Honestly, I was in a space where I felt like, ugh. 
ain't nobody going to read this. You know, it's just like you are your worst critic. And as a creative, as an artist, and a lot of you listening, I'm when you're passionate about something and you're putting in the sweat equity to get it taken care of, regardless to if it's artistically, if it's school, you know, if it's maybe a relationship, whatever, you all can relate to not feeling like something you've done or created is worthwhile. Now, if you haven't, you know, great for you. But the majority of us have had some type of uh, imposter syndrome or felt like, man, is this really it? Or is this as good as I can do? You know, as can I do better? Can I be better? Um, I said, I'd like to say that, yeah, I stepped away from this project for a little bit. And it took a lot, not a lot. Um, I sat with the project. Uh, I'm not done. I'm finished in the sense that the book is written. But I'm not finished because there's more drafts to be made and there's more things to fine tune and there's more edits to be made. And that's something that I enjoy. I don't I hope I hope it doesn't sound like it's a chore because it's not. It's a labor of love. It's my baby. It's what I want to put out into the world. It's my legacy for lack of to be if I may be so dramatic. But I am excited about getting this project out and stepping away from it for a while, getting my bearings, dealing with the emotional attachment that I have to it and dealing with honestly the idea that it may just not, it may not be that good to some people. That's something that it weighs on me. It doesn't scare me because you can't please everyone. Um, But I would much rather have work out that people don't like and can have a conversation about versus having all these ideas just in my head. And that's something that I've honestly struggled with for a while. Even now I have, let's just say I've broken this project into four parts and the first two I've been editing over and over again. It's like, ah, there's two other parts that you need to get to. And I'm really good at getting words on the page no matter if they're misspelled, no matter if, as long as they're close enough where I, I know, you know, oh, I'm in especially, or I'm in, you know, humongous. You know, as long as I know I can get it close enough that I can go back and figure out what I meant, I'm good. Because again, I have to push through. Knowing myself, I can, I can edit and review one chapter to the cows come home. So I'm blue in the face for a month of Sundays or whatever other old school saying that you have. I can just, I can do that. And I've done that. There's a work in progress that I have now that I kid you not, I've been working on for a decade and it's not maybe a little bit longer because it's not that I, every day I'm working on this. Like I've stepped away from this for a while. I have another work in progress that I have essentially finished but realize this is a novella. And if you want this to be a novel, there are a few more things that need to be added. And I just haven't made the time to get it taken care of, you know? So I don't know, man, it's getting yourself on a schedule. It's making sure that you prioritize what you want and the things that matter to you and pushing through the days when you just really don't feel like writing. You don't feel like doing a gap dang thing. And so that's where I am. So with that project back from November, I plan on 
either having this completely edited and ready to go at the end of April, ready as far as um, being sent to an editor, a professional editor, or um, having a few more passes, a few more drafts under my belt and maybe get me some beta readers. Now, um, beta readers are people who are pretty much test readers, people who read your work, unreleased work, something that hasn't been published yet, and they give feedback, uh, they give you some pointers, well, it really depends on what you want from them, but usually they'll give you their thoughts, a lot of times they're used as additional eyes, they may have caught some things that you didn't, or they can point out stuff that maybe feels a bit off, even with characters, they might have, you may think character A is this wonderful, happy-go-lucky girl and she's consistent, but then a beta reader might be like, well, hey, she's been this way the entire time. Now, all of a sudden, she's angry and wants to kill. That's coming out of nowhere. So they, they just are kind of another checkpoint to make sure that your work, they're like a control group for the audience at large. They're able to spot things that you may not have. They can give you additional feedback. And they essentially just help with your writing. And it's a way of getting that getting that help kind of pulling your audience before actually going public so that you can eliminate having gone through all that work, published it, and then everyone reasoning and they're like halfway through, wait a minute, what is this? You know, not to say that things don't slip through. We've all read a book or two where there may have been a typo or maybe the character started acting strangely or anything, but it really does help to have beta readers or just other eyes, other sets of eyes on your work. So within doing this, I'm hoping to come out at the end of April with something that's a little bit uh, stronger than what I have now. Um, there's something that I want to, there's something that I heard that helped me with getting this book, with getting motivated, re-motivated, motivated again, with helping me get at this book again. Shoot, y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I want to say it again for you all, um, for those of you who may be interested in writing. And if you are, please hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, or um, Carefree Black Nerd on Instagram and all other social media. And let me know, like, what are your projects? What are you working on? Um, and, you know, kind of go from there. But one of my issues was that imposter syndrome. Like, okay, I'm writing this book, but it's kind of similar to this. And it's kind of like that. And I know that nothing under the sun is new. I know that. There's nothing outside of maybe um, new inventions, and even that is based off of work that's come before, but there's nothing under the sun that is new, so there really is no reason to fear your work feeling like you copied off of someone, because effectively you have. The experiences that you've lived and the media and things you've consumed have helped shape the view of um, the, the story that you're telling. Now, unless you're word from word plagiarizing some stuff, that's entirely different. So I was a little bit down about my book for a bit. And I was like, oh man, what do I, I have this feeling. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how to correct it. And forgive me, I cannot remember who I heard this from. But the person said, your book may be compared to another. That's not a bad thing. The good thing is you're giving people who likes that other book more options of things for them to read. Now, that may be very simple to you guys, but again, having that imposter syndrome or feeling like, oh, do anybody even want to read this? And am I, 
copying off of this person because I got this man in the iron suit and it's kind of like Iron Man, but you know, he's um, Asian man and he is from Singapore and he has a son and a ex-wife and his grandmother is in his life you know so there may be these details that are different but you're like oh what if everybody thinks i'm copying off iron man it's like you have to push past those feelings because again there are people who are fans of iron man and so more times than not they're probably going to love what you're putting out as well and when i tell y'all that really really helped me that really helped me Mainly because I was going to write the book regardless. I'm done with it. I was going to get it edited. I'm, I was still going to go through the process of having this work done. But there was that feeling in the back of my head like, man, it is different enough from a few things. But it's kind of similar. But it's all things that I like. It's things that I've consumed. It's projects and movies and books and TV shows that I've consumed throughout my life. It's a whole aesthetic that I've been dabbling in my entire life so yeah it's probably going to have parallels to other projects but so what that's good that's good so now people who like let's just say clueless but also like underworld they're gonna like your 90s period piece vampire california valley girl book you know so that helped me if that helped you i hope it does if it doesn't you know, take it with a grain of salt, but that's something that really helped me get over those weird feelings I had about my own work earlier in the year. So yeah, I'm going to um, give you as much wisdom as I as I can. So what does this mean for the podcast? Well, honestly, right now I do not know. I know back last year I want to say I took some time off. I tried to like batch record as much as possible, but I think I went like a month from the last episode of Lovecraft Country to that episode in December discussing my novel writing project from November of last year. I don't want to do that this go-round because I am working on a project that's pretty much done. I'm just doing a lot of editing. I still have time to podcast, of course, and I'm trying to balance them both, also having a professional life and having a personal life. It can be a lot. Now, I will cash in my podcast PTO and take time off. But I'm trying to avoid that because these are two things that I absolutely love. I love podcasting. I love writing. I love the arts. I, that's just, I love this stuff. I love it. And I don't want to get burnt out, though. I don't want to burn the candle on both ends and get to a point where I'm just exhausted and I'm done. So with that being said, I still plan on, of course, releasing podcasts, releasing episodes. Um, there is a ton of content. I have over 300 episodes just out, floating around out there. So if I do happen to miss a week, like, there's still some content out there, folks. <laughs> and also, I'm doing the live recordings, you know, every Friday for the Marvel stuff and then every Tuesday for Black Lightning Matters. So there's not going to be a shortage of content. Um, the way the podcast is affected is more or less behind the scenes and with me juggling everything, not on the front line, you're still going to get your episodes and whatnot. It's just, uh, the frequency, even that probably won't be affected, but just know, should something happen, one, we're all in a panoramic and two, <laughs> you know, I'm doing this. So charge it to my head and I'm a heart. 
so that's that um with this project i really hope to get this done and get this out because i would honestly like for folks to read this book um there's been conversations on book twitter bookstagram booktube about authors in reviewer spaces that's something that i'm not going to get too deep into with this episode but it's something that i do want to address um in short it's should authors be in the space of reviewers when reviewers are reviewing their books um that's what the conversation is and i have my feelings about it but that being said i really just want to get this book out to y'all like i want to get this done get a just get it just get it together and get it out i want you guys to read this book i i want to see this work on the shelves i want to see this work in the hands of folks i want y'all to take a picture with the book and use a specific hashtag and and share it that's what i want that are my those are my goals for this book and i plan on getting this done before the next camp because i have another project that i'd like to that I've been playing around with for about a year and not writing, just kind of planning, making certain notes that I'd like to start focusing on. So probably even work on that for July and November of this year. But all in all, I, this is more or less an announcement that I am actively working on these books on the behind the scenes. And so in addition to podcasting, I'm hoping to start releasing these books out to y'all. Let y'all know, hey, I got this, I got that. And, uh, you know, get some feedback, get some folks reading and, you know, see what you think and all that good stuff. But yeah, so Camp NaNoWriMo is April and it's July. And then we have National Novel Writing Month in November of this year, of course. And I encourage you all to jump on it. You know, if you've wanted to write a book, um, I get a lot of people who will say, oh, you published a book. Oh, that's so great. Um, I could never do that. And it's like, yeah, no, you can it could take you a couple months. It could take you a couple years. But much like with anything else, you don't want to judge yourself based on someone else's story. Because again, as cliche as it sounds, you don't know if they're on level 3, level 10, or level 100. You can't judge yourself according to someone else. And if you are someone who, who really wants to get a story out, even if it's just to sell a book or if it's because there's a story you just really want to get out i encourage you all to do that do it do it there are sites like camp nanowrimo and nanowrimo there are um apps that help you with writing there like there's we're living in an age where damn near anything is possible and writing has been something i've been passionate about my entire life i've been writing since i was a kid if you have the slightest inkling in the back of your head that this is something you want to do i say do it do it even if you don't publish it even if you just write it in a 70 page notebook if you type it out on your ipad and that's it like get your story out to get a bit personal um me and my mom she reviewed a lot of my writing and we've both been writing together like my whole life and one of the things that I did before she passed was I gave her a journal and I was like, Hey, let's write in these journals. Let's, you know, write to each other. Um, and so I do have a journal with some things that she's written for me. And this was up until the time she passed and she didn't fill up that particular journal. 
but I always think like, what would have happened if I had had if I had it mm. if I'd have came up with this idea sooner, and you know, if I had four or five different journals just full of her thoughts and letters to me and when she was angry and when she was happy and the things that were going on like it's something that I my mother has been going for a few years now and I still deal with the occasional heartbreak that man I cannot call my mother I cannot talk to my mom I cannot see her and having seeing her handwriting and hearing old voicemails bring me so much joy um, that's what I say. If you if you're gonna write, even if oh my god, y'all. Okay, so I'm definitely on a tangent now. But like, if you have kids, if you have family, whatever, just like I just if Lovecraft Country has not taught us anything else, is that you need to write down your history, write something down. Just ah, it's 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 April twenty second, and my mama didn't made me mad, but she made some good old pancakes. You know, so people, uh, I don't know, y'all, I'm getting getting emotional. So maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I would say write some stuff down. Write a fictional story, story about your life, a journal to your kids, something to your grandkids. Just have something out there. I, I think that everyone should publish something, be it an article, be it a short story, a novel, a series of novels, a novella, anything. I just, it's something about having your work out there written that stands the test of time. Like in school, we're constantly reading books by motherfuckers who have died hundreds of years ago. Like God, ah, I don't know. And then it also helps you control your narrative, control your story. This is first person. This is what you're writing. Like imagine if, for those of you who don't have this, imagine if you had a whole book that your great great grandmother wrote, you know, or your great 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 grandfather, or your just, I don't know, great uncle, or anybody like just to see that, even if it doesn't even pertain to you, it could be your mama's first cousin's brother that wrote this, and it's just the history that is involved with, right? Oh my god, so yeah, at this point, I'm kind of rambling, but <laughs> long story short, I will be participating, or I'm excuse me, currently participating in Camp NaNoWriMo. For April, um, I'm hoping to get this work done and out and damn near ready to publish by the end of the month. Um, send me some words of encouragement. Do that, y'all. Do that. So if you made it this far, when you're listening to this, hit me up. Tweet me, Carefree Blur. Uh, let's do like hashtag uh, CBN keep going. Like, do use that hashtag and tell me, hey, you writing, fam? Are you, you getting that work done? You know, or if you want to talk about your work, like CBN, keep going. Let's use the hashtag and like, um, let me know if you're working on something or if you want to get started or if you have questions for me. I don't know everything. Honestly, I do not. But, you know, I'm willing to talk, you know, if you're like, oh, where do I get started? Well, I'll tell you how I got started, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, hashtag CBN, keep going and, and be like, hey, man, are you? You you editing? You over there doing your work, man? <laughs> How many words do you got on the page today? So do that. Do that. Hold me accountable. And uh, yeah, because I want to get this book out to y'all. So this was a bit uh, less formal episode. Not that they're ever truly 
work email type formal, but this was a more kind of free-flowing episode, and I just want to let everybody know what it is that I'm doing, um, why some of my episodes might be impacted. I don't know if it comes off that way as a listener, but as a creator, you know, I can get kind of in my head about those things. So let me know. Let me know what you thought, um, and let me know if you guys want more of this, because if I'm just talking into the mic and y'all like, nah, motherfucker, bring on the comics, then like, I will have to stop doing this because I, I don't want y'all to, to stop listening. So, so yeah, let me know if you guys want to hear more about my projects, the things that I'm working on um, creatively, and or if you just want me to get back to the comics and just do that and do the movies and reviews and stuff. And, um, yeah, so we'll wrap it up here. So until next time, guys, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, all other social media, Carefree Black Nerd. Email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com, and use the hashtag CBNPod when you're listening to this episode and any other CBNPod episodes. And that CBN, keep going. Let me know to keep, um, keep, keep, keeping on. Hey, keep, keeping on. Oh, keeping on. Hey, keep, keeping on. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, till next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and, uh, you know, stay writing. Keep keeping on. <laughs> All right, y'all.